We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. Welcome to the Bart Winkler Show. Grant Bills is here from Mad City Sports or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> oh, that only took like 15 seconds for the first F-bomb. What's it called? Sorry to Dan Shaney's kids. I work for The Zone. That's so easy. That's just a, that's just a station. You don't work for like the greater overarching network? Yeah, we do have a network. The sports what's sports the, what's network. the network called? The Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. I, I don't have to spell this out for you. What did it, I say? Yeah. Med City Windows? Close. <laughs> Mad City Windows and Bath. We're, re, oh. we're rebranding, yes. Oh. Uh, and then Paul Emig from hey, Goodest of Buddies Incorporated. <laughs> yes. LLC. From Better Call Paul LLC. Wow. 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 Well, what's up, guys? Not much. What's up with you, bud? I got a new job. You did? Wow. I did. I did. What does that mean? Tell us more. Well, uh, it's a little um, uncomfortable kind of to say, but I got a new job. After a long after a long search, um, you know, I, part of me was looking, part of me wasn't. The but bank called you back? Don't ruin my bit, you asshole. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. Re- from the top, Tim, cut, and then we'll restart here in three, two, one. Mark, what's that up you were, Is that was actually what you were going to say? Did I just ruin that? What I was going to say was a job opened up at Batteries Plus. <laughs> and I have the role of battery tester. <laughs> What I will be doing is testing batteries hmm. and making sure. And like, I, I, so I take the battery and I play it out with different products. Hmm. So I like, if I play with a Game Boy, I play it and keep track of how long the battery lasts. Mm-hmm. Take notes. That, that, that's, yeah, take, take notes, document it. I'm going to do um, a vlog. Oh, gonna, no way. A vlog. Are you gonna do? Are you like their double A battery guy, triple A battery, or did they get you? Did you get both parts? Did you get both branches of 
They're not letting you start right away with the nine volts, are they? No, 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 no. That's advanced work. I, I got say. okay. So it's the little beads that you put in a scale in your key fob. Mm, those. Oh, I don't even know what those are called, but yeah, the, hear, the I, hearing aid batteries. I don't. I don't think this is the right sign language for it, but. <laughs> All right, DK Metcalf, what does it mean? Loose butthole. So I, I got, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on, I'm on full time CBS. Oh, so not batteries plus. Well, or in both. addition, or, in or addition both. to that, yeah, mm-hmm. my days are going to be long, but we're going. Uh, we're we're like the Brewers did in '97. We're taking this thing national. <laughs> um, how long have you had that line prepared? That's well, really no good. shit. That's good. That's good. Well, congrats, Bart. Genuinely, that is so, so, so exciting. And I got to say, you know that I uh, I think so highly of your ability to host local radio. Over the last couple months listening on CBS, I feel the same way about your national prowess. You are very good at it. So congrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's different let's, dance. It is a different dance. Let's blow, smoke, let's, let's blow smoke up Bart's butt here for a few minutes, shall we? No, no, I don't want. Don't do no, that. no, but I'm, I'm going to say one thing. I, I have texted you. Just we're going to make him really uncomfortable, Grant. So come up with another compliment. Um, and said like when you now when you monologue on the Bart Winkler show podcast it's like alarmingly good talking to yourself because you were always more than any other radio host that I know like you were a conversationalist like you're very well, good I hate at, talking about myself no I know that but tough you're gonna have to listen to this for a minute you're very good at talking to Chuck and talking to Horba and talking to like your co-host and making it a part of like an no, I hate I don't like doing solo radio no I know but I'm telling you that I, I, a, I know that, and B, you've gotten very, very good at solo radio, even when you're just doing like a 10-minute open or a 20-minute open of the podcast. And I've texted you that. I'm like, wow, like for a guy that didn't like doing this or maybe still doesn't, it's gotten very good. So um, on behalf of the Winklerverse, I think Grant and I have to obviously very officially congratulate you because this is such an obvious move for CBS to all of us. It's nice to see that other people hear and see what we hear and see. So obviously, huge congrats, bud. Well, thanks. Um, Grant, your turn. Same goes for me. Double. I, I would agree. Oh, it's like it's like uh, the same way that you know nobody gets into baseball to catch pop flies. Mm. You get in to be at the bat. So that's how I, when I when I'm solo, I look at that as I'm fielding. Hmm. And when I'm batting, that's what that's that's the, that's the shit like this, yeah. That I really enjoy. Yeah. So solo hosting is it's insane person behavior. Like you yeah. need to have a discussion with yourself, and then also like occasionally make fun of yourself, and then laugh at yourself while you're making fun of yourself, and then go back to it's insane. It's unhealthy. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's, fun, but it's fun. It's very yeah. fun. It's an art. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, Congrats. So that's uh. I have a bit of news, you know, as people, I have a bit of news. Personal news, colon. Personal news. It's uh, never personal news, by the way. When people do that, it's always professional. Like I have, en- I have entered the transfer portal. Oh, but a... No, um, so the show's going to be 10 to 2 Eastern, so 9 to 1 Central. Uh, 9 p.m. to 1 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Do you get to flirt with Amy Lawrence at the very end? A little crosstalk on your way out? Oh That's yeah, in you, my contract, yes. Do okay. you lead you do lead into her show then, yeah. Yeah. Uh 
I guess the other details have come out or will come out or, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm not nine to one. I will be on 1250 for Milwaukee area, awesome. but, I'll, but I'm also on every market around here. Mm-hmm. So I can pull that up. Every station runs 9 PM to 1 AM. Yeah. There's no local programming. Unless it's, unless it's like the brewers. Uh. Um, but the yeah, Brewers if the Brewers play, play, I'll get kicked off by certain places. Yeah, for a, for two hours. But now with Rob Manfred's new rules, we barely miss any part of your show. <laughs> so where am I on? I'm on in Milwaukee. I'm on in. I'm on Appleton on WDUZ. Oh, okay. In Green Bay. So I'm on there. Uh, 107.5. I'm on in Madison on the zone. Mm, you better get to know it. Yeah. Grant, we're co-workers. I love because anytime you're in for Gelb, you come right out of right out of my show into yours. I'm Tomorrow. on lacrosse on WKTY. That's all that really matters. In Wausau, I'm Rhinelander. I'm on WJJQ, the sports queue. The sports queue. Mm. I'm in Superior. God, I wish I was DSM. That's a dream. Yeah. So there you go. There you have it. All right, real quick. Um, I want you to give your your acceptance speech. And the 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. slot on CBS radio goes to Bart Winkler. Well, yeah. Bart, come on up. Thank you. Thank you. Or I'll be like, how will fare? I'll just come out dressed like a abominable snowman for no reason. <laughs> um, I no, I so the thank yous like it's too long, is a cop out, but it is. Um, I think so. The podcast will still, in some way or shape, or we're not. I'm not done, done, done with the podcast. I think that was something I should have addressed a little earlier. The podcast isn't over. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to change the name of it. Uh, Winkler verse the Bart this, brief, the Bart brief, the Bart brief, <laughs> Bart's brief, <laughs> diary of a battery plus man. <laughs> but th- this is this is so when I first I've talked about this, let me just do this real quickly. I don't want to, um, when I lost employment, this became an option because of the many people that said, Hey, you should give it a try. And I kept it as a daily thing, which you guys kept as a routine in your lives. Um, You know, maybe not every day, maybe after Packer games, whatever. But in the morning, Bart was on the radio or your audio platform and you knew to find it. So without people listening, I wouldn't have continued. Like I, I needed listenership first and I wouldn't have continued. And there's a lot of you guys that I have been able to meet. Some that still like emerge out of the shadows, like every couple of whatevers um and all of it's good all of it's good and you're all part of it then sponsors came on board everyone that sponsors the show is a listener everybody is is listening to the show and they've come on and they've sponsored the show and you didn't make me seek out any awkward like cold calling it was hey we want to support this and i want to connect and i and then you guys for like you know, Dan Shaney uses Sun Interactive now for his website, and that kind of stuff is really, really cool. So 
Uh, that's been really fun. Everybody who's come on and given their time, whether it's in the comments or the videos, uh, you guys for doing this every week. The Tim Shea, the Tim Shays of the world, as if there's more than one. Um, there you know, everybody that's jumped on, everybody that's been a part of this in any way. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't not recognize what role you played in this. So I do want to keep it going. It will look different, which means I'll do it less. Um, but I do still want to, I want to find a time every week where I do like a live whatever, and then we can take callers. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, I, I got to figure that out. Um, this will be the last week of shows of 2023. I'm going to take off for the holidays. So no Packer post on Panthers game. Mm. Unless they lose, then I might have to fucking do something. <laughs> New Year's Eve is my anniversary, so that's already out the window. And then I'll start. I'll be on after the college football games on January 1st. You'll be on CBS National Radio. On January so, 1st. like, everyone's invited to. I have to am assume. I, am I, I Greg to... counseling this podcast? <laughs> no. No. I have to assume the vast majority, vast, vast majority of your Winklerverse will will follow you over. Why would they not? You might just have to well, talk a little bit more Yankees and Jets than you're used to. Oh, I talk a lot of college football on that show, so watch out. All right, so I know. Just tell me when so I know which parts to skip. Now you don't have to talk about baseball. Yeah, you probably have to talk more baseball. Well, I mean, I guess. NBA, college football, NFL. Be ready baseball, to break down national, that. national baseball talk is kind of baseball's fun to talk about. People rip on baseball, but either you're screaming about a brewer game every day, which is fun, or you're like talking about the big topics of baseball, which is also fun. Get ready to break down that Yamamoto contract. Um Jesus. I hate baseball. I hate <laughs> don't lead don't don't lead with that on your show. I want to shout out again, Happy Place Hemp, not only for their uh, partnership, but for the gummies I had last night to help me sleep. So we're we're trying to make lifestyle changes. We're trying to we're trying to we, we got to the gym. Well, I went last Friday, and my legs have been sore since. So I don't I'm in back, but also I'm trying to have less alcohol. Um, so during the week, and with this new job, like I'm not going to come home, and it's one thing to like come home at nine, have a drink at 10. That's one thing to come home at one 30 and then have a drink when your family's in bed. That is something for a doctor to hear. So the gummies will be what helps me sleep the most. I will take those. It's the CBD CBN ones. I was actually in the store the other day, uh, college court in Muskego. And a guy came in and he goes, I can't sleep, Doc. What do you got? And uh, the guy's like, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, I just couldn't start sleeping. And so he got recommended the CBD, CBN ones. Um, and then the guy, uh, Chris, was like, how did you hear about us? And I was like, please say Bart Winkler show. Please say Bart Winkler show. And the guy's like, oh, I was just across the street at Maddie's for lunch one day, and I saw your place. I'm like, Please let that count in the order. <laughs> but whatever. Um, so that guy came in. Sampler pack, I think, is what he took. Or like a smaller pack. 
to try it because they want to make sure it works for you. You're not you're not going to go to Happy Place Temper. They're going to say, "Here's a gallon of our stuff. Give us nine hundred dollars." They want to make sure it works, that it's agreeable, that it, that it just works, and then you can come back for more. And that's why the code's so cool because you can keep using it. Promo code is Bart. 25% off your orders, happyplacehemp.com. I also got the 50 milligram Delta 8s, which I haven't dipped into yet. That might be a Thursday night special. Uh, we'll see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Paul Imig, take us away with some questions. Let's finally do something. Mm-hmm. I didn't write this first one. My buddy did. He didn't mean it to be a question, but he sent it to me, and I said, I'm, I'm stealing that. That's mine now. Joe Barry. More like Dingleberry. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. All right. I know you've done the Joe Barry thing on your, obviously, the post game on Sunday into Monday. And I saw your Tim Shea Tuesday post. I haven't listened to it yet, but apparently it starts with some Joe Barry talk. I, I, I feel we need to just, at least leading into a game against the 2-12 and 12 Panthers, we need to at least tie a bow on this Joe Barry thing. Because I don't think we can discuss local sports as a threesome here today until we've at least... I don't know, beat the dead horse over the head a couple more times. So Joe Barry's one of of the things I said, I'm not, I'm not not answering that question. That's uh, whatever. I just, I just, it was just my, my intro. I told him I was going to use it. And then that, but it it, talk about Joe Barry. uh, They still make Frank. How about this? How about this? I'll I'll ask it for real. Just to like, at least give you like a premise. No, you're good. You said talk about Joe Barry. I'm good. Go rock and roll then. Joe Barry. Mm-mm. I think what I what I think what's important here is that there's a lot of um, like ways to look at it, and I think looking at it the Lafleur way is a way that I wish I didn't like. The, the longer they keep Joe Barry, the more of a stain that is on Lafleur. 
Like, what are you doing? Um, that is it's, absolutely. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, and, and and if he's and everyone's like, oh, they're really good friends. They no, they're not. They don't. They're not. They don't. They haven't. They've been in like the same NFL circles, but they're not like great friends. And if he's this protective of him, how's he? This is why I don't want a Mike Lafleur on this staff or a Robert Sala on this staff. Because if you're this protective of Joe Barry, how are, and, and Joe Barry and and here you're saying it's like there are two different Lafleurs where he's being asked about the defense. And he goes, we got to clean some stuff up. There's a lot of stuff going on that I don't like. This is happening. This is happening. And then when he's asked about Joe Barry, it's like he can't connect that Joe Barry's running the defense. And the the other thing about this, why I think um, and what point we've gotten to is when Brandon Staley got fired from the Chargers, everyone knew. It didn't, it didn't matter if you were an NFL insider it didn't matter if you just that was the game you watched. The like, you knew, like you could feel. Oh, this is like when you watch a Law and Order, and it's per- okay. That guy's the killer. I mean, he's gonna be the killer. Like it's obvious. Oh, that coach is getting fired. It, it, it's uh, Brandon Staley running off the field. He knew that was the last time he was gonna. Like you could see it. He knew of it was course. gonna be last time he was a Charger. <clears throat> so what I said earlier this week was. You've got, like you've got the guys like me who are always like you know we're we're doing we're but the <laughs> when the beat writers and not the ones that try to be superstars but when the actual beat writers that try to cover the team on the beat as it was decreed how to do so way back in yesteryear like Silverstein and Huber exactly Silverstein Doherty yes. Huber yep these guys. And Wildy to an extent, although he does, he, he's got an on-air role. Wildy walks that line pretty well, I feel like. I don't think of him as a gas bag radio guy like us. He he, I don't know, he walks the line. I don't either. I attacked Wildy early on. <laughs> I don't really know him. Wildy does a good job of doing both, I feel like. So, whatever. I'm obviously sub-shitting on Matt. But everyone else... Um, but they all they all like wrote articles this week like he needs to get the fuck out of here. And when it's when it's approached that, Paul, you've been on the beat. When it's approached that, it's like then you're done. And when the onion makes fun of you, then you're really fucking toast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you've mentioned that yet on your pod, or if you will have by the time this airs on maybe Thursday, but the Brandon Staley comparison and then the fact like the onion piece of it for Brandon Staley, it's equally as applicable because like it was so obvious that Staley had coached his last game. It was so obvious that Joe Barry should have just coached his last game that it became national satire. That is like you cross what is it? You cross the lexicon or whatever that phrase. But like, like when Sean McDermott got made fun of on, on SNL. Yes, you've crossed into that next level of like, oh, like something is here, like that, that this is now national discussion. And um, again, the, the, the other question I want to ask, but I, I'll, it is, it is clearly an indictment of Lafleur as a leader. There's just no question to that. Like, and I don't know if that's going to prevent him from ever winning a Super Bowl as the head coach of the Packers. He does 
Lafleur does other things very well. Um, but it, it does concern me. If I was Mark Murphy, who maybe had an opinion in this, I don't know. He's apparently, if he still has the same role he did a few years ago, Murphy, that is, that maybe he and Gudekinst and Lafleur had a had a three-person meeting and they came to this conclusion as a trio. If that's not the case, and I was Mark Murphy, now granted I'm, I only have, if I'm Mark Murphy, I only have seven months left on the job before I'm retiring, but, um, or is it a year and seven months? Is he out in the summer of 24 or the summer of 25? I think he's out after the draft. Okay. So he's going out. Yeah. Um, I would be like, it's concerning to me that Lafleur had the press conference that he did Monday. That's cons- I, I, as his unofficial boss or leader of the franchise, I can be like, Oh, like this was your moment to do the obvious thing. Um, but instead, no. So um, Grant, Joe Barry, ugh, mm-hmm, or mm-mm. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that firing him this week would have been any better for the defense winning football games and competing. Like, I don't know if firing Joe Barry this week would have improved the product on the field. May I interrupt? Of course. But it would show accountability. If a, yeah. if a, if a, if a player. Well, like, we like, love holding. We, we got to hold these guys accountable. So, so wait, but like the Monday night football game that was recently, um, who was it that their time on the Seahawks? Uh, Reek Wallen, where he got benched for the entire first quarter. Uh, in the Seahawks secondary and the broadcast and Buck and Aikman, they were talking about like, well, you know, it's a suspension, quote unquote suspension. It's, you know, a guy that needs to whatever, like it, it was something that happened as a result of performance that was inadequate. Yes. They didn't, they didn't cut Reek Wallen. Like, but like, and so I, that's kind of what I'm saying in terms of would, would the Packers be better for the last three games of the regular season without Joe Barry? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But, like, if you're a player or you're another coach, you're like, oh, this guy ain't going to cut me. He's not going to do shit. I, I don't I don't really respect this guy because he's he's weak. He's weak. I'm going to yeah. keep walking all over him. He's weak. That's I think that's the perception. I don't need a head on a spike just for the sake of putting a head on a spike unless the locker room is, like, falling, falling apart. And, like, as we've been recording this, Devondre Campbell tweeted something really weird. He's like, I'm not playing through injuries again. They hold it against me, blah, blah, blah. It's like – Unless this locker room is confused and frustrated and and headed south, unless there's accountability with Joe Barry, I think it's fine. Let him coach the rest of the season. Um, it's not like he ha- he doesn't have a back end. He doesn't have a secondary. So while I'm frustrated with him and I don't think he's the guy of the future, I, I don't think it's fair to expect at this point in the season a top 10 defense. What's really frustrating, and I guess this is really only the thing that I want to say about Joe Barry, is I listen to Matt LaFleur's press conference and I just get pissed because these reporters are like, do you think Joe Barry should still be here? Why do you think Joe Barry should still be here? And Matt defends this and then defends that. And then unprompted goes like, well, there's two, uh, but the communication's got to get better and, and way too many big plays. And it's like, Matt, listen to what you're saying. Like, go back and watch this press conference. You're saying that, well, I got to get more involved in making sure they're community. Man, you got to watch your He's own trying property. to, he, he doesn't want to dump him. So he's yeah. trying to make him dump. He's trying to make – he thinks that Joe Barry will just realize it and then at the end of the season be like, Matt, I'm going to step aside. And then Matt's going to be it's, like, oh, no, really? <laughs> yeah. uh, he, he did this with – this is the same thing that happened with Patton. Yeah. It's, um, it went on too long. It's like if a and friend Don were before to that, really, yeah. 
it's like if a friend were to call me and be like, I, my relationship's not good. I'm like, oh, tell me about it. And then they're like, well, she's really mean to me and we're never happy. And like, we haven't even like, we haven't made love in months. And I hear her late at night, like in another room, talking to other men on the phone. And I was like, wow, oh, I, do, do you think it's best that you guys stay together? Like, I, it sounds like maybe you guys should part ways. Oh, no, it's I, I, I think it's what's best. We're, we're going to work through it. Okay. And then my friend keeps complaining about, well, and also like she doesn't pay her half of the rent. And it's like, okay, you guys can stay together, but now don't complain to me about all the things that she does that annoys you. Right. And with Matt LaFleur, it's the same thing. It's like, you want this guy so bad. And yet all you do is complain about this and that in every press conference when he comes up. So I, I don't know, you can keep him if you want, but then don't stand up there and bitch about all the shit that he's doing wrong and all the struggles that your defense is having. I don't want to hear it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really frustrating. I think, like, I don't think it's personal to Joe Barry necessarily. I think their their talent is overrated and watered down with injuries and with the trade of Rasul Douglas. I think every everything's got to go. Every assistant. Well, that, that where the where the worry is. I think like people want him fired so that he's fired. Correct. I think there is some worry that he might somehow not get fired. Yeah. You mean like after the season? <clears throat> like we need to see him fired so that oh. he's fired. <clears throat> yeah. Because after 2024, like there's still a chance that he's our defensive coordinator. Yeah. Despite all this, as long as, he's, as long as he's not fired, there's still a chance that he doesn't get fired. Did you see the Pro Football Focus um, rating? It was the worst pass coverage team, the worst team pass coverage rating in the Pro Football Focus era, which is like 12 years. In a single game, no team's defensive pass coverage has had a worst grade. It's the lowest it can be. It you know it, It's you, like Baker Mayfield couldn't have a higher passer rating. The Packers' pass coverage defense couldn't, could not have a worse rating. And, like, I, I don't say this flippantly because Baker Mayfield should get credit for the pitch and catch that he was part of, but literally any NFL relatively competent level quarterback would have had that day. 90% of those completions were not like, oh, and he just fit it in a tight window, and, oh, it was so close. Like, it was, here's eight-plus yards of freedom on any side of the receiver yeah. Just just kind of lob it, it to him and it like, if, if I always like to say, if the guy was trying to get fired, what would he have done different? How would he have coached I him? Lo- I like that philosophy, and it's exactly true here. I mean, he he coached him like he had Baker Mayfield in a playoff fantasy matchup. <laughs> is, is what he coached him like. Well, yeah. what's what's insane is they, they got five sacks and they forced one punt. That's that's unbelievable. Especially like, only, this defense is about get one negative play here and there, catch him in a bad spot, and then take advantage. But they didn't take advantage. They had him in second and 20 a, a couple of times throughout the game, and they instantly gave it up. I almost – I don't – I say this almost not as a joke. I think an opposing offense against the Packers is better off on third and 16 than third and three. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. No, you're like, right. I would lo- I would love to break down the numbers of like third and hella long versus third and short 
Well, and see if it's really any different, or if in fact, like the third and long is a higher chance of success for the offense against the Packers. Did Did you guys see the the down and distance tweet from Paul Noonan? On I, don't, I don't know this one. Monday morning. So the Packers defense has had opposing offenses in second and twenty or more eleven times this year, and they've allowed a gain of eighteen plus yards four times. Oh. Four of so almost fifty, closing in on fifty percent. Half of the time, they give up eighteen yards on a second. See, and that's why that's why Grant. So I'm going to compare the analogy to like when early in the season when we're like, like Lafleur, you have to take the training wheels off of Jordan Love. We don't know if he's good or not because you're not letting us find out. You're not letting for maybe are you being protective because you know he's not like all those questions. Grant, to something you said a little bit ago about like, well, it like look yes, but look at the players that Joe Barry has to work with for sure. Mm-hmm. Me and you could have done the job of what the defensive backfield did in that game because it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, we, we we weren't put in a position to show how bad you and I w- would have been. We just were told to kind of stand in this general area, in the wrong general area. And so, like at least, like I saw, I don't know who, who tweeted this, but it's it's an obvious thought that I also had. It was like, just go man coverage, and if they get burned, they get burned, and just like live with that because at least you can then know it was just like, well, we got out man. Not we got out schemed, and like that—that's what I'm appreciative of Lafleur with love in the past month and a half. Is like he said, okay, like I'm, you know, I'm just gonna if love fails, he fails. If he succeeds, succeeds. But I'm gonna get out of his way. Yeah, Joe Barry is being so passive that well, we don't even like. We, probably the defensive backfield, Stokes and Ballantyne and Valent would get burned, but we don't even know that because it wasn't like they weren't even allowed to. They, I don't know. they might get burned a few times, but then they might make a couple plays. Like I'm, I'm a believer that especially with corners who are wired, we agree that corners are wired a little different, right? Like they are this, they're this breed. I think you need to allow them to cock off and go one-on-one and play sometimes at least. And maybe that's man, maybe whatever coverage it is, you need to allow players with that headspace to, to, to lock in and to go one-on-one with someone because that keeps them engaged, right? And, and you're tapping into the part of their personality that makes them good at their position. And when you have all those guys standing in a patch of grass, like I, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with zone defense, but you're not, you're not making that mental switch for those guys. And I think it frustrates them. It's like, I want to hit someone. I want to compete. I want to talk trash. Yeah. And when you have them standing out in a patch of grass, that, that part of their game is, is it's muted. It's taken away. And if you listen to like, and if if you're one of the wide receivers too, it's not like you just got chipped at the point of like, okay, so is that hot? And then you like, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of contact wide receiver. And then you can kind of go into our zone coverage. It's like eight yards off and soft zone. So it's like, if you're a receiver, you're like, this is great. I'm not getting bumped. I'm not getting thrown off route. I can do whatever I want. Like they're just literally letting me do whatever I want. I think the biggest problem, well, the biggest organizational issue with this, and I talked about it with the accountability. I I would be concerned. I I mean, as a as a viewer, as a fan, I'm concerned that Lafleur doesn't have that gene. I think we I think it's confirmed at this point. He doesn't have that. You are the weakest link. Goodbye, Gene. He doesn't have it. Like that's just not. He doesn't have that gene. I think that's I think that's troublesome. I, like long term, like forget this season. I think long term, that's a problem. Well, I don't know. Just to put a, a pin this, but when okay. he's like, "Yeah, the 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 defensive communication is bad. I'm gonna have to make I'm gonna have to make sure I'm involved with that." It's like, no, no, that's not what I want. Like, you got your own. You're coaching a bunch of kids on offense, trying to figure out. 
how to win football games for the first time. And now you need to check in in defensive meetings to make sure they understand checks and calls. Like, the fuck out of here. I know Bart no, is here for a second. And, and why does he think that's the solution? Why does he think that's the thing? No. Do you remember? Do you remember, Grant? Um, you were probably in high school. Um, but like when McCarthy gave up play calling for thirteen games one season, twenty fifteen was that? What something was like that? that, right? I was. Were you still, on the beat? At, you were on the beat at the time. I was, and so he was coming off the season in which, I mean, there was there were several like communication challenges on the sideline. There was that one game where McCarthy didn't know that Clay Matthews wasn't in. I'm trying. All the details are fuzzy in my head. It was a playoff game. It's like, oh, like I didn't even realize I should have done this. I should have done that because McCarthy was so consumed in the offense. Then he gave the play calling to, I think it was Tom Clements at the time, uh, or Edgar Bennett. I don't even remember. But he gave away. I think it was Tom Clements. That sounds right. Yeah. You guys were talking this whole time. We've been talking this whole time. We didn't need you. Um, And and so, but then McCarthy realized, like, oh no, like I need to focus on this. Like I would tell the floor. I'm back. Hi. I would just tell the floor, like, yeah, you need to do your thing. And you need to trust that the person you hired to do that thing can do that thing. If you don't trust that the hired guy you hired to do that thing can do that thing, then that guy shouldn't be the guy. Like that, it, I don't know. We've exactly. probably we've beat the dead horse, but it needed to be done. That's why we're that's why we're here. We're here to beat the dead horse. I look. I don't think Joe Barry should have the best defense in the world. Let's make right. that clear. Because because yeah. I think some Packers fans are unreasonable. Like this this talent has been watered down throughout the year. I'm not saying that Joe Barry is supposed to take this unit and make them the best defense in football. But I'm very sure that it's not possible to get less out of the talent that they have than was gotten on Sunday. Like, you could do no worse. To Bart's point, if you wanted to get fired, what differently would you do? Nothing different. (laughs) Like, that's what you would do. Their front had a good day. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, they they showed up. Yes. And that that was my thought for this game. It's like, well, all those guys are going to be pissed after the Giants game because they couldn't get home and everyone's throwing shade. And they got to Baker all day. They put him on the ground five times. They got a strip sack, and the defense did nothing with it. The back end didn't do anything with it. Bart, any closing thoughts? Any? No, I I got kicked off of the internet. Yeah, your internet was kind of shoddy until you got booted. Um, and it kept recording you guys? What's that? It kept recording the show? Yeah, it didn't. I, I, I checked the clock. It was still going. You still moving? Huh. Mm-hmm. Bart, Paul was just telling stories of his time on the beat. He brought up 2015, and I think it was just because he wanted to talk about his time on the beat. But mm. um, Times I do not miss. You guys know Paul was on the beat? What a world. Um, well, tell us about your on, on Milwaukee days. Put that on a sticker and sell it in the Bart Winkler store. Did you Did you know that Paul was on the beat? I'd wear mm. a T-shirt that says that. Hmm. Um, all right. What non-Joe Barry topic? One I know we're going to disagree on. AEW. <laughs> yep. Kang. Yeah. Guys, fucking Jonathan Majors. Yeah, I saw that. I think the, what was the next Avengers movie going to be called? Or the 20, like in two years from now, like the rise of Kang or. Kang Dynasty. Kang Dynasty. Thank you. I like, or <clears throat> like, uh, okay. What Marvel needs to do now that this happened is they need to do this. They need, you know what Marvel, you know, how about. How about instead of writing your dissertation on what Marvel needs to do, how about you go watch the fucking Marvel's movie? Oh, the Marvels, yeah, yeah, which was good. Did you, you dive into Echo coming out in a couple weeks? What's that one? That's a Hawkeye spinoff TV show. Yeah, their first TV MA in the Disney Plus streaming era. Really? 
mature for mature audiences. Kind of a and Daredevil's supposed to be in it. Spoiler alert. Mm. He's in the trailer. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, Bart, the, the best superhero movies of this modern era are the R-rated ones: Logan, Deadpool, etc. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. I'm so over fucking Ryan Reynolds. I'm so I'm so over him. I'm pretty jacked for Deadpool three though. I love Deadpool's my favorite, and Logan was fantastic. Like superhero movies should be R. Like they should be R, hard R. Like they should be violent. That's what it is. they're battling against. Like supervillains. What are we doing? Like Ant Man. Like Ant- I liked Ant Man one, and then Ant Man two was like a silly haha. And I was like, wait, aren't these consequences real? Oh no, this is all just you're just being silly. This is all just for fun and silliness. I was like, take it seriously. Well, Guardians. Guardians was pretty good. All of them. I loved Guardians. I haven't seen the third one yet. The first Iron Man was great. It was low key. First Iron Man was fantastic. Great. That was the Spider Man. All like, the spiders was great. Uh, well, which ones are we referring to? When they're all together, No Way Home. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're mostly very good, but the best ones are the. I just I I'm, I can't do Ryan Reynolds. He's in those damn Mint Mobile commercials. Being sarcastic is not a that can't be your whole thing. You just can't. You need a second pitch. You need a change-up. I'm so <laughs> sick of this shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you need a second pitch. <laughs> When's the last yeah. time Ryan Reynolds hasn't... I, 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 I'm not with you on this. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. When's the last time that Ryan Reynolds hasn't just played Ryan Reynolds? I'm See, I feel, well, I feel a little protective of Ryan Reynolds since I, I was one of the few people that watched him from the start, and I'm Talking about two guys, a girl, and a pizza place before they dropped that part of the show. What show was that? Was that a what is that? It was on ABC. He was a character named hmm, Berg. I think Berg was the other guy. Who were the other? Trailer Howard was the main lady. Uh, who else was in it? Uh, Nathan, what's his last name? Fillion. Fillion. Yeah. Okay. He was in it. He was in it. Two Do you guys like Castle? Speaking of Nathan Fillion, my mom and sister love that show. That seems to be like in the same uh, we watched some Castle. We watched some Castle for a while. It was it was good. It was fine. Yeah. I always enjoyed it when it was on. I mean, it seems to, I know, Grant. I'm going to hit you on a sore spot here, but it, Castle always. I never saw it, and I also never saw Suits. But it always reminded me of like, okay, it's just like a show that's on about a thing, and mm-hmm. it's past. You just have it on the background, and it's, it's fine. We've lost a purpose. We've lost that show. That's why Suits, I think, was so big this summer. And I'm not like everyone at BuzzFeed and The Ringer wrote their long column about this. It's like we, we we got so obsessed with Thrones, with House of the Dragon, and these shows where you need to be like dialed in for an hour and 20 minutes. Like it's high time we bring back the show that follows the same formula every week. And we kind of know what's going to happen. Family Guy just did the, late, the latest Family Guy just did a whole episode on network TV, how it's dead. Mm-hmm. And like every streamer needs to be whatever and um i don't know the plot got away but sometimes oh, yeah sometimes it's just like episode no no like I, that's I, why I, friends used to be the biggest well seinfeld was the biggest show and friends was huge also and friends would come out at seven and seinfeld would come out at eight and then er would come out at nine so for a night you were invested so nbc not only did they have the task of finding big hits but they had the task of finding shows that they could stick at the 7.30 and 8.30 that weren't going to re- require too much brain thought that you could kind of just like watch and go, ha, while you really waited for the next show. And that's where you got your Suddenly Susans and your Caroline in the Cities 
and mm. your inside Schwartzes and your Good Morning Miamis. Wow, I don't know these. I love I love getting Bart rolling on network TV. There's no one who knows network over the air broadcast television like Bart Winkler. I do. Just wait until everyone in lacrosse and all your other markets. I forget all your other markets that you just named earlier, but just wait till they get uh, wait till you get your first network TV rant on national. <clears throat> oh, I've done that plenty of times already. By the way, are you uh, like when Jimmy Fallon got the Tonight Show? He had a very specific first guest. It had to be Robert De Niro, right? Do you have Do you have a first guest? Is your first guest important to you? Well, I'm not like hosting that kind of show. I know that, but I'm saying it will still be part of like the show's historical whatever. Like, oh, the first this, you, you like whoever the first. Like, hey, you're the first guest. Like, you may not say that because you won't want to play out, but it, it you well, should. Then it should be then it should be who the first two people on this pod were, and that was Tim and Toby. There you go. No, it doesn't matter. No. Me. All right. Can you? Do I just guests? want you know nine the show. One. How does that work? What? How, how do you? What? Nine to one. That's just. Do you, does that the slot typically have a lot of guests? That's just very late. Nine to one is basically going to be like my show is basically going to be like, holy shit, what just happened? What is this? Get that sound. Giannis did what? He's charging who? Yeah. Right. Is Drew Lock crying? Let's play that sound. You're you are Drew essentially Locke. America's post game show for every sporting event. That's what you are. That's what you are. And no. I mean that in the in the best of ways. I, well, that's what I told you. I was going to say. Did you say that? I said that to you. Oh shit! <laughs> I said, and then Grant just stole it and took that like as thought. I, I don't I don't I'm remember American. that. But well, Paul Paul's been on America's pregame show. Mm-hmm. That's right, Mike Hill. Yep, me and Mike. All right, here's the one we're going to disagree on. It wasn't Marvel or AEW. We won't go down that path. I want the Packers to win their final three games, oh even if God. missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. this one is so obvious. The correct answer. Is so obvious, and I I know you're not going to get it right. So go ahead. So I saw J.R. Radcliffe doing like some playoff things about Seattle losing, what it means, <clears throat> or winning the Eagles losing, and there were a lot of people that were in his mention saying, "I just can't. I, I see these. I just can't. I can't go there. I can't. I can't think about it. I just uh, play. I, I just I can't." I am rooting for the same thing I've been rooting for every week this season. It's that for my favorite football team to win games. Thank you. And I have strayed from that in the past. I have in the Mm -hmm. recent past when I thought there was a bigger picture here. Um, And so that is a, that is a, like I wanted, but I wanted the end of an era. I wanted Darren Rodgers to leave. I wanted yeah. Jordan Love to 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 have a six win football team, and then like do the whole playoff thing, but in reverse. Now we're watching other teams and hoping they win to help our draft stock. Fuck it, draft. 
Um, I just like, like I said before, my entire life has been a team that has at least been competitive. And as far as I know, the Green Bay Packers for 40 years, I mean, I'm chasing Super Bowl number 14. I'm not chasing. I'd rather pick number 14 instead of number 22. And I know there's some way that they could get the five seed. Five pick. I mean, that's just not, that's not, we're the Green Bay Packers, motherfucker. <laughs> to want to, to, to go into the, the ramification. Even there was a game Rodgers played against the Jets all those years ago where people didn't want him to play. It was after he came back, they lost to the Panthers, so they were out of the playoffs. And then, like, should he still play? And he played against the Jets, and I think they won, and they had, like, a really The overtime game. Yeah. And I was glad that he played. And I liked that he won. And your theory could backfire. There was a Houston Texans franchise last year that thought they needed to lose to get the number one pick. And then guess what? They won, got the number two pick. And then they were stuck with taking dumb test taker cj stroud scrub and that's worked out pretty good don't tempt fate play don't anger the gods don't anger the football gods okay don't no and plus if you want them to tank what more could maybe they are maybe that's what you just fucking saw maybe the last two weeks they are tanking maybe that's why joe barry is here <clears throat> no if you want them to lose I'll be very uh, nice, just in case anyone on this panel wants them to lose. I don't. If you want so them to I'll, lose, you have a misguided framework of really the entire universe. Agreed. So let I'm me sorry. let me let, let me let me give you something to think about. Just something to think about. I may not change your mind. I think if they win their final three games, they go nine and eight, and they miss the playoffs. Going into the offseason on a positive note a positive note, at least from a three-game winning streak perspective, I think Joe Barry comes back. I believe, like with Jason Kidd, I believe the house is burning. You got. It doesn't matter what's next. The house is on fire. Get the fuck out. Because of that, it's not because, I, and yes, I would rather pick eighth than 15th. Duh. But... I think there's a bigger picture here to the whole thing is like, I want the players to have feel goods. I want love to not have a five game losing streak. If I was going to not root for the Packers and I'm not going to root for them to lose, but the question was, I want the Packers to win regardless of missing the playoffs. The, the grand scheme of it is if they go on a five game losing streak, the five, the past two plus the next three, including one that would be to the Panthers, which would be really bad. And one of the bears, which would be not fun at all to have to deal with, which by the way, the Bears could then pass the Packers in the standings, and like then you get to deal with all of that fun drama with Bears universe. But I think if I think if they finish the season strong but miss the playoffs, I think Joe Barry comes back. If they finish the season poorly, I think Joe Barry is gone. I think the most important thing that can come out of not doing well in these final three is the obvious, even more obvious than the Onion publishing an article, the obvious outcome that listen, there's a new don't guys. Yes, Barry's going to coach this week 18 game, but like wink, wink, nod, nod. He's not our defensive coordinator next year. The house is burning. Get out. If a couple they're, extra they're losses, not gonna they're, keep, they're, they're, they're not going to keep Joe Barry. There's no way. So if, if that were true, I could, I could more easily, not entirely, but more easily say, okay, nine and eight, even if they don't make the play, like that's great. 
But I don't think that's true. I'm not convinced that Lafleur will do that. And because of that, I'm not going to root for them to lose. That is not what I'm saying. Some people will. I won't. If they lose, I will not be like, Arr, like I have these past two games. When they were 6-6, six and six, and then they lost, 6-7, and seven, and then they lost, I was like, oh, this and that, and this and like, if they lose, it, I will. it will be, all right, well, at least we're closer to our goal, which is like needing to move in a different defensive coordinator direction. I will pause there. Grant, I want the Packers to win their final three games, even if missing the playoffs, mm-hmm, or mm-mm. Mm-hmm, because they're my favorite football team, and the point is to win the games. You play to win the games as um, – You play to win the Super Bowl. You play to win the Super Bowl. Um, you have a better chance of doing that. So the Joe, the Joe Barry angle is one that I had not considered. I'm with Bart in that I think they're going to part ways. His contract is up. I don't think Joe Barry – well, I'm sorry, it is? Yes, at the end of this year. He's a He's a free agent? Joe yeah. Barry, Joe, Joe Barry does, is not under contract for 2024. I don't think so. I've not heard that. I, I guess I could be wrong. Um, oh, I'm, I'm not trying to like put you on the in, spot. I just had not heard or seen. In, in any event, I don't think he'll be back regardless of how the next couple of weeks go. Um, and if I'm wrong, I, I guess I'm wrong. And, and then I'll be mad about that. But I, I, I guess for the folks who like have their hand on the tank switch every week, or like the people that join Bart's post games after a loss is like, see, they should have been tanked. Like, wh- what do you guys want? Do you think there's some lever in the clubhouse that they switch on and off based on the week? It's like this week now we'll try to lose, and this week like, well, n- never mind, we're focused on winning now. That's not how it works. Like, what do you want them to do? Sit their left tackle and their star cornerback and their best wide receiver and one of their running? They already fucking are. Like, what do you? They just lost to the Bucks and to Tommy DeVito, and you're like, we should be tanking, bitch. They they are the last two weeks. Like, let's be clear. I, I I know you're you're not necessarily saying that's what I'm saying. Don't tank, like. But as- what is it you want? And it's not just you, Paul. It's everyone else that comes on this post game show after a win to r- rain on everyone's parade, or after a loss to brag about how you were right. Both are obnoxious. Be- both are obnoxious as shit. Okay, I so what, be- tell me what you want. What do you want? I think the Packers need to be best positioned to be a serious Super Bowl contender. That's nice. What do you want them to do? What a are you to, suggesting? A way to get there. Paul wants to root for them to win, but then have them lose. No, I will. I will not be actively invested. I will not. I know this. I will not. Unlike the past two weeks, I will not be emotionally invested against the Panthers. I won't be. Okay. I, I, so let me, so let, let me answer your question, Grant. There's more than one way to build a team. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Picks get the pe- people get draft picks wrong all the time. Bart used mm-hmm. the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud example. There's hundreds more. You can like San Francisco, and yeah, their quarterback was the last pick of the draft. They had pick after pick after pick after pick, like where they were bad. They had low, early first round draft picks. The Packers have really always not been bad enough. Like it's it's like for me, it's like the Herb Cole idea when he, as the owner of the Bucks, eighth seed, eighth seed, eighth seed. So you get swept out of the first you get swept out of the first round, and you're the 15th pick in the draft. Unless you strike Giannis Gold, there's no way out of that. That that's purgatory. So last year the Packers different league. That's apples and oranges. Spiritually, understand. I I was using the 49ers as an example also, but my point is, is like there's there's a point at which you'd say, can the Packers win the Super Bowl with Joe Barry? My answer is definitively no. Is the Packers roster good enough right now, no matter how great their coordinators are, to win the Super Bowl? My answer is no. 
that means there needs to be a talent influx. You're going to have a better chance at that to happen the higher you pick. And the more obvious it is, because I don't trust LeFleur as a leader, I don't trust that without it being hit over the head so, like, so, so many times for him to make what seems like an obvious decision to 99% of us, because of those things, I want them to be bad so that it's obvious that, hey, we need to do this differently. And not like, well, let me hear the counterpoint to we should do this differently. No, it's fucking obvious we need to do this differently. And until that point is hammered, 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 that's what I would struggle with as a front office person of the team, as a leader, of the, as a fan. I want it to be obvious that this shit ain't working. That that would be my answer to your question. Well, so it is, you are... but it's, it, it, it's obvious to everyone except for one gentleman. Unfortunately, no, that's the guy. It still is obvious. It is. It's obvious to even Lafleur. It's obvious to Lafleur the defense isn't working. He hasn't made the connection yet that it's Joe. That's why I'm saying hit him over the head three more times, including an embarrassing loss to the Panthers, and it will have to happen. Like it will have to happen. If the Onion didn't make you do it, what will? So you are looking me in the eye right now and saying that you would prefer the Packers to lose the next three in a row, which are three games against what the Panthers. Yep. That would be a joke loss. Bears. And two divisional rivals. Do you want that? It would suck. No shit. Yeah, it, it would. would. It would they'd suck. Lose, they'd lose and five in a row. And every bit of goodwill that the team built up this year would be gone. Completely. Would like, be except for the extreme outlier person, and I saw one or two of them, no one is blaming Jordan Love. I mean, I'm not saying he's been perfect. Jordan Love has not been perfect. No one except for that extreme outlier individual is looking at the last two losses and saying, oh, man, if, if Jordan Love were Aaron Rodgers, oh, if Jordan Love had just been good, Love is clearly bad. Bring in the bench, you know, bring in the next set. As long as Love keeps playing the way he's playing, and I, as a fan, still see Dontavian Wicks being like, holy shit, they found a guy in the fifth round. And all of these other, like, younger pieces developing. Lucas Van Ness getting more snaps and playing well with those snaps. Things like that, I will look back and say, the result... In the moment, you know, you lost to the Bears. You lost to the like, – uh, okay. Well, at least LeFleur is being just repeatedly smashed over the head with the obvious, obvious, obvious thing that has to happen. And I would say with Brian Gutekinds, with the upcoming draft, being hit over the head with, like, what is it you clearly need to do differently? What I mean, is it that, you clearly need to do differently? That And, 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 if, you're, and if you're 500 or, you know, 9 and 8 or 8 and 9, I don't think that message is as obvious. I want it to be obvious. I don't know that Brian Gutekinds needs a message. Hey, you really need to pick good players this year. Like, no, but, but strategically, like, what, what is Gutekinds' strategy in the draft? To take, like, the har, har, relative athletic score guy. To try to draft, right? draft the best players. Yes. Draft Can we athletes. talk more about this Devondre Campbell tweet? It's weird, isn't it? Go not going it. out my way anymore, and I'm not playing through injuries anymore. Because when shit goes wrong, they always use it against I'm treating everyone accordingly and giving them the same energy they're giving me. Focus on yourself and your mental 59. You owe it to yourself. Is Jair holding out? Out of protest? I will. I, I can't wait to find out. And speaking of things that LaFleur, I mean, LaFleur said in his Monday press conference. And is this the same shit that happened with Zadarius Smith? Isn't this the same shit that happened with him? It doesn't feel too dissimilar. But I, let's just say this. Um, Jair has been out for six consecutive games. It takes being out for four consecutive games to be put on the injured reserve. LeFleur said during his Monday press conference of this week, it was a, quote, miscalculation 
about Jair's injury status. It's another knock. It's another. It's another. Also, maybe there's more. Who, than gi- who gives it? Who gives a shit? Who do they need the roster spot for? Josiah Deguara. Like I, no, that's, but, no, but, I'm not but, holding that against him. No, I, I, who's the roster spot go to? Some you know, some fringe player like whatever. But nevertheless, like they went in six weeks ago thinking like, oh, like a game or two. It's just it's weird. It's a, the Jair it's thing weird. is weird. It's weird. It, it's totally. Weird. But but when you when you have a bunch of trust built up, a weird thing you just go. Ah, it's just a weird thing. When you don't have trust built up, as is the case with me, where there's not trust built up, I then it's then I'm gonna like, whoa, another red flag, you know. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair to say if I don't trust you, I don't. I'm I'm gonna take every little, well, little everything as a bigger deal because I don't trust the messenger. You know I what I mean? You, Does that you, resonate you, at all? You you have like a tin. You have a Packers tinfoil hat on right now. I, I think you need to take a deep breath. And step away from your doomsday shelter with all your freeze-dried food and your weapons. And just, they're they're a mid-football team that's very injured and they're frustrated after two bad losses. And they're they're probably going to win and lose a couple games down the stretch. And it'll probably just be. <sighs> but what, well, first off, then tell Devondre Campbell that. Like, it's not like it's Devondre just. Campbell, Dev- Mike Clemens was telling us the other day, Mike Clemens the night before Thanksgiving couldn't lift his arm above his head. The night before the Thanksgiving game. He could not put his who, arm I'm sorry, above his I'm head. I'm sorry, who, who couldn't? Devondre Campbell. So oh, okay. he's he's been hurt as hell. Yeah. Um, I just probably would have played Isaiah McDuffie. Um, because Campbell was fish food. He's probably way. better right now anyway. Well, if Campbell's that banged up, yeah. No, but I mean like period, like McDuffie, uh, like yeah. But. Well, I think Campbell's this bad because he's aging and also I think he's very hurt. Yeah. Um Grant, I think you have to go. I mean, I'm getting really fucking pissed about my internet. I do have to go. Um I, I lost track of time in my spirited positions here today advocating for the packers to lose that's what happens i did not advocate for i do not want them to perp and they never would no team is what was the last 15 minutes about if now if we're closing and you're like i don't want them to lose what have we been doing here no no what what did we just discuss for 15 minutes what was the the best outcome for like short-term pain long-term gain that was what we were talking about nice i like that thank Uh, you and that, like, is I, I I realize there'll be people who listen to this who are like, yeah, go, Paul. And people are like, hey, what an idiot. Like, because it's a relatively, like, you know, divisive way to think about wins and losses and team structure. And, like, that's fine. But, like, is what I'm saying at least – and you can say no, by the way. Does it make sense or is it just, it just completely defy logic in your yeah, brain? Yeah, I understand why you've tied your brain into a pretzel this way. Because what is this? Not- you I, you I want to root for the you want to root for the Packers to win and and if they lose it's not going to bother you that much and actually secretly you'll be happier and that's fine. That's uh, if, fine. If, if again we play a hypothetical game here, if you told me they're not making the playoffs and they're still going to win their last three, okay, it's a hypothetical game. If you told me that no matter how well they play the last three, that Joe Barry's gone. If I knew both of those hypothetical answers to be absolutes, it would change the way I think about it, but. Yeah, it's no, I think there's a lot of people. That's why I said earlier is not he's not he's not fired until he gets fired. Grant, um, I'm getting anxiety about you, so go on with your merry day. I will. Nice to see you both. Bart, congrats thanks for always game. doing this. We'll talk again soon. I don't know when we will until we talk again. Have wait, a good wait, one. I, 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 yeah. Like this is like part of our staple. Like uh, I, I hope this isn't like. Hope this isn't our we'll last do it moments. again. We got we got to figure out a different time. I'm not recording at 7:30 in the morning anymore. Yeah. Oh, just because someone has to stay up late now, they can't do more. <laughs> That's reasonable. Um, All right. 
This has been a privilege as always. I'll talk to you both soon. Bye, Have buddy. A good one. Bye. See you. Oh my! Anything else on your brain? I don't know. Not not particularly. You know, one thing I'll tell you about the national versus like local is I'll spend a lot of time. Like the Joe Barry thing, I think crosses a uh, a thing to spend time on it on national radio, right? Yeah. I so. Um, but then even when I'm talking about the Packers, I'm like, oh, shit, am I just like being a little Milwaukee guy? I got my big platform. So I feel a lot more comfortable talking about the Cowboys or the Bills or the Bears or the Niners. I feel a lot more comfortable talking about sure. things that aren't mine. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you have a favorite, like, I don't know, student, you don't, you focus on the other ones because you don't want to appear too favorite, but then you're like doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think you are sure you are you and you're validated in talking about it because again, I don't think never did I ever expect the onion to write a Joe Barry article. And that's kind of like the, like we said, the Brandon Staley thing, like everyone like Sean McDermott, it's on SNL. Like the onion covers Joe Barry. Like it's just, you have to, like you have to, so it doesn't matter that it's Wisconsin centric or it's about a bigger market team or whatever. Like you can talk about it extensively. Well, that's what I, I try to, I always try to equate it to like something bigger. Like this is another instance in sports where someone knows what to do, but they won't do it. Yeah. And I always wonder why, why won't you do it? Why right. won't you do it? And yeah. I, there's not a, other than him being a bitch. I don't know that there's a real answer. If you were, if you were talking, if, if this same situation just happened with one of the other 31 teams and you were hosting a national show, there's nothing that any caller or guest would come on and say, you know, Bart, you're thinking about this the wrong way. It's really good that Lafleur retained Joe Barry. That take does not exist, mm-hmm. right? Like there's not an analyst who has come out and defended Joe Barry and said, and just, you know, what? You know the, the everybody that does the film, you know, you get all these film recaps Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a lot of Joe Barry piling on now. But like, and that's, that's my point is like, you're thinking of like, it's so obvious. And like, is this something I can talk about on a national show? Yes, because it's crossed over into like, if this was a different NFL team, Bart, I would say about that other NFL team, they don't know what they're doing. If the Chargers had not fired Staley, that would be a bigger topic than firing daily because it would be like, wow, they do not know what they're doing, right? Like that's the that's the concern is that you start to like teeter into like laughing stock territory. What you have, it's the onion, but you start going into laughing stock territory where it's like, well, here's an example of an incompetently run franchise, right? Like you have to, like you stand on your principles and if Lafleur, whatever. But I just. Most of the time, not all, most of the time doing the obvious thing when it's really, really obvious, it's really obvious for the, for the reason that it needs to happen. Like in, in life, like, oh, this is super obvious to like use Grant's example earlier. Like it's super obvious that his buddy needs to leave that girl, but just can't. And it's like, well, well then you just, you're off, you're just like, you're off base. Like there's something affecting you that you refuse to acknowledge reality here. That's my concern here. For, like, from an, even like a national perspective for the Packers, is like, this is a team run by someone who just doesn't have the balls to just do the obvious thing. That's a problem. 
Hence, lose three more, and I will trust that you might possibly have a better idea that this can't possibly continue. Because I don't I trust do you. I, I understand. I understand that. Is that the is that the best articulated way that you've heard someone say it? Like, because I, I mean, like, I I know yeah, it took you twenty five minutes to get there, but I, I understand. Well, thank you. It was a, a long form. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your services, not just here on this pod, but throughout the show history. Of course. Yes, I will. I will miss these. Uh, at least the timing of this. It's a fun way. I to would like. Start. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to get like weird weird but there's a place for some of the chuck and winkler shenanigans in the cbs universe i it i i'm very tentative to suggest anything to you because you should do you you've you know you shouldn't whatever if you inquire i'll be happy to give you an opinion but i try not to be proactively giving you thoughts i want i want this high tide to rise all boats like uh me me doing a national show it should mean that some of the guests we've had on uh they can get some national rub some of the the just people that come on here every night. Now you can start getting your calls in, and I'll make sure that you come on the air. And maybe, just maybe, a guy who has been in this business a lot longer than me as a journalist, uh, one Steve Newsman. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I could bring him along on the ride. See, and like, whatever. We're I know we're just talking here, but you're also recording it. Is like, what has made. <laughs> your show what it's been in different iterations on the radio and on podcasts and like now at a national level like keep doing all that like obviously it's why you've stood out it's why you've gotten to the point you've gotten to like keep doing that stuff and i will more than happily call my friend steven or um anyone else who might have made past appearances who may or may or not be loosely connected to me um yeah if you need a good poem a ball, yeah, Buck. Buck. Yeah. Oh, you remember Buck? I didn't remember Buck's name. Buck. Buck and Tosa, sure. Buck and Tosa is a boy. All right. I remember everybody. That's if you ever have a producer whose girlfriend's dad. <laughs> All right. I'm dying. So uh, what's, what's your producer's name? What's your producer's name? David Shepard is recording. Uh, being the David Shepard's girlfriend's girl. Okay. I'll work on it. But he also does a lot of stuff on NBA radio, like he hosts shows. Yeah. So I'm eager to chop it up with him. Good. Goodbye. (laughs) Uh, See ya. End of show. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.